Prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You bet Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow. Now is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host A. Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New every Thursday, bringing you newsmaking interviews with the biggest names in rock. Thank you for listening. And again, tell you guys every week, everything you hear on this podcast happened live on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation. You can hear that live Monday through Friday. 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, Sirius XM Channel 103 Faction Talk, or anytime on the Sirius XM app, live or on demand. Here on the podcast, only bringing you a tiny, tiny fraction of what I do on the radio on a regular basis, live every day. If you're only listening to this podcast and you can get Sirius XM, you're only getting a tiny taste of what we do each and every day on the radio. We do all kinds of cool stuff like debates throwdowns, top fives, tons more guests, a lot of interactivity. So please join me. And if you want a sample subscription to SiriusXM, totally free, no credit card required. All you got to do is go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk. You'll get three months free, either listen through the app on demand or listen live and you can hear what you've been missing. At Eddie Trunk on social media, Twitter or X, Instagram, Facebook page, eddytrunk.com is the website. Big thanks to everybody who hung with me last weekend in Norco, California at Rockstars of Tomorrow and at the Gas Lamp in Long Beach for my speaking shows. They were a lot of fun. And uh, I thank Phil X for joining me in Norco and also thank the uh, Sabbath Tribute Electric Funeral and the UFO Tribute Project UFO for joining me in Long Beach. Two really fun speaking gigs to kick off the year. So appreciate that. Hope to add more of those in the near future. All right. We got the Monsters of Rock Cruise coming up too. That is now coming up uh, next week we set sail. So if you're on board that, I look forward to seeing you. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, We have this week two interviews for you on the podcast, and they are tied together because these artists are going to be going out and touring together. And it is legendary foreigner lead vocalist Lou Graham, who with Foreigner has finally, finally been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and also Brett Michaels, who is getting ready to do more dates in his Party Gras configuration, which includes Lou Graham as part of it. What we'll do this week on the podcast is bring you Brett Michaels and bring you Lou Graham in separate interviews. Brett called in to talk about the latest touring that he has coming up. And we cover that and uh, even take some phone calls from our audience. So again, you'll hear those calls because this happened live on the radio. And then we'll follow it with Lou Graham 
who called in to discuss foreigners induction or i should say nomination not inducted yet into the rock and roll hall of fame and lou also talks a little bit about working with brett which you're about to hear later on in the podcast but we'll get started with a guy that's a regular on my shows always fun to hang with always fun to talk to here is brett michaels what's going on buddy how are you Eddie, my brother, you always get me fired up. I, I hear the bad. I get. I feel like I'm going into the ring. I feel like you're getting me fired up to go into the ring. <laughs> I could see you shadow boxing as you were picking up the phone. You know I was. You know I was. And I uh, that that by the way, Rock Island was incredible. What a great night! You were amazing, and the fans, as always, incredible. But it is what we're doing this year. Party Grawl 2.0. Um, I want to thank you, but especially all your listeners for just bringing it out there. And this year to have Don Felder of the Eagles opening up. I mean, this is a guy that co-wrote Hotel California. You know, we're going to be doing Life in the Fast Lane, Take It Easy, opening up the night, 7 o'clock, hits that stage. And he's just an amazing guy. And then Chris Jansen, we've talked about this a lot. He and him and I did CMT Crossroads together, and we uh, set a ratings record for the show and Game Changer. And now him coming out, he has a number one song in country with All I Need Is You. And he's he's like a Mick Jagger of country music. And his first song he ever learned to play was Talk Dirty to Me. That's as true as oh, it gets. Wow. And then. Yeah, real, really a great story. And then you've got the incredible D. Snyder, my my brother, my partner in crime, coming out to rock the world with all his hits with the Brett Michaels Band. And then now the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominated and good friend of yours and mine, Lou Graham, the original voice of Foreigner, uh, bringing cold as ice, hot blooded, double vision, jukebox hero. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, Lou was on with me on Tuesday, and we talked about it. And yeah, he said wonderful things about you and the vibe and how much fun he had doing it and how much he's looking forward to doing it. And um, great timing, too, Brett, because, I mean, look, I've been screaming for over 20 years. I think Foreigner is one of the most egregious snubs for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, definitely in my top five every year. And the fact that they finally made it on a ballot – and and let's hope by the time Party Gras starts that he will have been, you know, inducted when the voting goes out. Because, I mean, my gosh, the amount of great songs that that band created that are just so timeless that you hear every day somewhere is just incredible. It's I can give you a list. So I'm going to say this. That night we were all talking at Rock Island backstage Everyone hanging out and to watch bands, I'm saying this, Bowling for Soup, lit, you know, saying how big of an influence his voice and music had on their music. And then to flip around and have Poison and D, all of us saying, you know, and he had, when you hear Lou open his pipes up and sing, you know the voice, you know the songs, whether it's, again, Cold as Ice, Hot Blooded, Jukebox Hero, Feels Like the First Time, Double Vision, the list goes on and on. And they, without a doubt, need to be inducted. I'm, I'm going to wave, I'm waving the flag. I'm, you know, I'm waving you know, the foreigner flag. Yeah, no doubt. You know what, um, you know what uh, your, our, 
our good buddy and, of course, your musical director, Pete Evick. You know what he was telling me when you guys were getting ready to play in Florida a few weeks ago? I was talking to him, getting ready to go out and do the intro, and he, you know, I was talking to Lou for a little bit, and then Pete said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, I play, this band plays a lot of songs because you generally will call out some covers during your own set, and you've always had right. different people get up and jam with you guys wherever the city, whatever it may be. And Pete was telling me, he goes, you know, it's funny, he said, because this music, foreigner music, and these songs that Lou does, where it on the surface wouldn't seem like they were that challenging to play, he said, are actually some of the more challenging, tougher stuff for that band to actually play. And you don't really think of that with Foreigner because they're just a straight up rock band. But the songs, you know, there is a talent to doing that. And your band does it very well. Thank you. And that, first of all, I, me and Pete had a long discussion about this, that the songs are great rock songs. And, but they're, they're also extremely complicated layers in there yeah. and, and different things going on. And vocally, it's not just the music. Vocally, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening in there. And I think that's what, but that's also what makes them great. But in the end, it, no matter, forget about how simple or complicated the song is. It's about being a catchy song with a great, it's a great payoff. When you hit those choruses, and I'm hoping that that's what Poison has brought. When you hit that chorus, uh, when you hit a chorus of we're not going to take it or, you know, I want to rock, there, there has to be a payoff. And that's what those foreigner songs have as a payoff. And that's what a good song that stands the test of time does. You, you got good music, and it all comes together with a big hook in the chorus. And, of course, with D, because, again, I just saw this. What, what Brett's taking out later on, and we'll talk about the dates here in a second, I just saw them do. Uh, D coming out. Is you know D is a, a freight train. <laughs> you know he's a, he comes out. You know D keeps telling me publicly and privately. D keeps telling me he can't do it anymore. And I'm like, dude, uh, you know I know he's a bit older, but he's in phenomenal shape, and uh, his voice is still in great shape. And I'm like, you know what D, you can keep telling yourself that, but every time you go on stage, you prove otherwise because you still come out there like you're 25 years old, and you can still you still got that crazy powerful voice. It's amazing. You know what I tell them? That, D, you can do it because you are doing it. That's right. why I'm bringing you on stage. I laugh. You and me laugh about it. He goes, I don't know, man. I just, I go, D, you were on stage better now than when you were 25. Like, he's crazy up there. It's, and then he's like, well, you know, I'm singing the part in nothing but a good time. Like, he, he's a leader. He is. He, he comes out there. He brings that energy. We're both born on the Ides of March. Think about that. Both born March 15th. And it's called the Heights. I know you're going to laugh at me, but it was when you're both you're, you're driven to to take it to the next level. And him and I both are. He's great with the fans. He's great talking with people. He makes people laugh while he's up there talking about life. Oh, yeah. But he oh, also yeah. he, delivers. He delivers. He does shtick. <laughs> he does shtick. He, he has shtick. He does. He's got material. He doesn't just sing. He doesn't. He doesn't. Have, he's got shtick. I, I go D. You're like the Henny Youngman of our generation. 
<laughs> he really is. It's going to be, it's, it, it's good. Those two guys plugging in with your band is great. Obviously the last party gras, you did something similar with Mark McGrath and Steve Algieri. So now you've got these two going out with you. Uh, you mentioned Felder. I just saw Felder. Uh, he played, he, I'm in Vegas. He played in Vegas on Sunday at a post Super Bowl party that Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, threw. So I just saw right. Don do a set there. And of course, he played at Rock Island as well. And when you talk about, same thing with like a guy like Lou, when you talk about songs, I mean, when he starts doing all those Eagles songs, there's not a person that doesn't know those songs. So that's going to go down a storm. Absolutely. And and again, he's been out with me on different uh, events I did. I did a big one in Rocklahoma, you know, or I should say Oklahoma. We did this big festival at the lake and everybody knew every song. And then he came back up. We'll have him jam on every rose, play the guitar, sing along. But he's and he's a great dude. And that's what Party Grawl's meant to be. It's got to be a celebration of the fans, the bands and the music. But it starts with us going on that stage and before one fan and family member enters the building, we need to be having a great time. And I just refuse for it to be anything other than that. Party Grawl is meant to be a celebration of gratitude and tip of the hat to the fans, to everything that you do. And that's what it's meant to be. And that's what it's going to be. And people uh, this year, the tickets in the presale have already exploded. They, they launch big tomorrow on Friday. And for these six particular festivals with this lineup only, and then you got Chris Jansen coming back up on stage and, and dropping it big on Talk Dirty to Me, on Mama Don't Dance. Me and him are doing a harmonica dueling harmonica solo battle. It's going to mm. be great. You know, I want before we, we talk about a few other things, that's the one artist that, you know, my audience is such a rock audience that they may not know. And I'll be honest with you, I don't I'm not a I don't know much about country, so I don't know him all that well either. Now, you mentioned you did something with him on CMT, but educate me and listeners who maybe don't know Chris Jansen. What his story is, is he a, is he a country guy that also borders into rock a little bit? One million percent. So here, Chris and I have been friends a long time. And in my music, I mix in his big hit songs like Buy Me a Boat, Fix a Drink. His stage persona is known as the Mick Jagger, Brett Michaels of country. So he has this, his, his first song he ever learned to play was Talk Dirty to Me. And so he's one of those guys that borders, you know, into the rock and country element. But he is a Mick Jagger on stage. I mean, this guy's all over the stage bringing great songs. And I think the fans, your fans and listeners are going to love him. Um, it crosses over that rock and country element. And it kind of is that in between of what Don Felder brings with the Eagles and Lou Graham brings. It's just, and, and D and myself, it's just good music. What, um, now the dates for this, which have been announced, uh, we, we covered them the other day on the show, but everybody can see all of Brett's dates at brettmichaels.com. But looking at uh, the dates that are basically, that, that are this configuration with the artists we just talked about, you got July 12th, Noblesville, Indiana, 13th, uh, Town, PA, which I, is that close to home for you? Is that close to your home That's area? 
Yeah, that's Pittsburgh. And it's out at Star Lake, and that's always slam-packed. And, and again, uh, we even get down. Let me, let me throw this as you're doing the dates. It's not just an audio and visual experience and, and everyone dressed up like crazy pirates, right? It's got the, the Mardi Gras feel to the Party Gras. But I also make it smell good. Like even down in, in when we were down in Rock Island, I put the old coconut rum and lime, my drink. Uh, we throw a little of that in the hazers. People are like, one of the comments we got, they're like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's like a, a summer day at the beach or on the island somewhere. <laughs> and I tr- I'm not lying to you. I never thought to do it. I just poured it in the hazers and it actually smells like coconut rum. It's good for people that don't know what he means with hazers. That that's like the this the light smoke that goes onto a stage. It helps enhance the lighting and everything. Has has anyone ever put scent in their in their hazers? I, I'm not sure they ever did. I just did it because I was drinking a little bit. I'm like, I want it to smell <laughs> good on that stage. I threw a little in there. I'm I'm positive that it brought out a good aroma. So it's a little aromatherapy going on with the rock and roll, and uh, it, it, it makes you just go, all right, all right, this is, I feel right, I smell right, it's a good time. You know, that's really smart. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, and it reminds me, here in Vegas, there are certain casinos that in their air circulation system, they pump in a fragrance because the idea is it makes people feel good, it makes people it, things smell good, and people want to be in the casino longer to gamble. There's one right across the street from my house that actually it's overwhelming. I don't like going in there because I smell it too much, but the casinos have been doing that for years. I'm just taking it. I'm going to use the word borrowing that idea. (laughs) Um, Taking it up a notch because I use the real coconut rum. They're like, I don't think you should. I already did it. (laughs) They go, are you supposed to? And I just poured a little in there. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, this smells good. It's called rock and roll. The hazers give it that rock and roll lighting. So you get that little bit of, you know, I want to say old school fog machine. (laughs) <laughs> but the lights look a hell of a lot better, and it smells good. I said, that's a win-win. <laughs> so if you're thinking you're smelling Hawaiian Tropic or something when you go to Party Gras, you actually probably are. <laughs> when you think it, you actually are smelling it. It's actually <laughs> happening. So you got uh, Clarkston, Michigan, August 23rd. Um, my home Detroit, area yeah. where, I, where I saw you play uh, do this last year, PNC Arts Center, Homedale, New Jersey, August 30th. And then you go up to New Hampshire on the 31st in Guilford, New Hampshire. And then um, that looks like that's that's it for the for these particular dates, which begs the question, rough math, that was about six shows. Do, do you hope and do you want to add more for, for people listening around the country if they're not near these areas? Yes. So here's absolutely. But here's what happens with Party Grawl. We kicked it off in Rock Island. We then went to Battle Creek, Michigan. Uh, You know, we're in Durant, Oklahoma. Uh, We went up to Mohegan Sun, sold out at the arena uh, to kick off the Super Bowl weekend. But it's in different variations of artists. Right. And this these six are with Live Nation. We've got about six or or eight more with AEG, you know, just doing the different festivals and different in, in different lineups. But this is the exact lineup for this. And they're they're already on the pre-sale 
uh, launched big. And then tomorrow on, on Friday, it's going to go through the roof. And we're just going to keep this good time happening. But it just comes, the party girl comes in, in different looks and different artists. So do you, um, I mean, I know when you did this last year that you wanted this to be an annual event. Clearly it's turning into it. It's already year two. So basically if, if fans are seeing this now and like, hey, I'd like to get one of those shows, you could pop up with more of these at any point between now and the end of the year. Absolutely. And all they got to do is go to brettmichaels.com, livenation.com, check out your site. And it comes again in many different forms of this lineup. And we just bring it, you know, last year we, I can't thank enough, Night Ranger, Starship, Mark McGrath, uh, Steve Algeri from Journey. It was a great launch. And this year we're just going to do the same thing. We're bringing that great summertime feel last year in new jersey i promised we were coming back on a friday or saturday and that's what we're doing hey brett hypothetically if you could have anybody alive or deceased just 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 playing fantasy here who would be the ultimate artist person band that you would love to do a party growl with you like if you could pick anybody who would it be so are you ready here we go I, I've already listen. I'm grateful for this year, and I'm focused on that. But I'm just saying, what if we were to throw in a little Brian Johns, a little ACDC? Go mm-hmm. with me. Uh, you know, you just happen to have Mick Jagger just come out on that stage, right? Let's start <laughs> me up, a little satisfaction. Then it segues automatically into a little Steven Tyler, a little Aerosmith, right? Mm-hmm. You got a little Skinnerd with Johnny coming out there singing a little bit. So you got some Aerosmith, you got some Rolling Stones, uh, just just throwing it out there. You know, a little ACDC, all part of the party girl. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, it, but I'm allowed to dream that it, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it sounds like your soundtrack of your mixtape on your bus after the show. <laughs> that's exactly what it is and then i'm just going to manifest it into happening <laughs> exactly you well everybody go- we're going to start making calls we're going to make moves <laughs> exactly we are movers and shakers after all so we absolutely will make all of that happen i'll i'll get on the phone with brian johnson right now and say hey you know those stadium dates you just announced all over the world you're you're pulling those right. out yeah, you're done. Yeah, you got to go play with Brett. We're going to do those, and then we're going to we're going to throw a couple two tree ACDC songs <laughs> into Brett's party grawl. It's just gonna. It's already happening anyway. So exactly. you know, I know he's out there doing the karaoke thing occasionally. He's just going to come on stage, right. bring a couple uh, a couple of them big ACDC hits, and just throw them into my set. Right. Bring the cannons. Do for those about to rock the whole nine yards. <laughs> Exactly. Just hey, you just, you were uh, I we asked you before and I, and you were cool enough to, that there's a few people on hold that are listening uh, fans that would love to say hello to you. And you said you were OK with taking a couple calls. So if you have a minute, you cool with doing that? Absolutely, man. Let's do it. All right. So if you want to say a quick hello to Brett, ask him a question. Eight, four, four, six, eight, six, five, eight, six, three is the number. Um, Brian in Minnesota. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Brett, uh, it's awesome to be able to speak to you after all these years. Um, hey, uh, first thing, I just wanted to say, I, uh, the wife and I saw you guys on the stadium tour a couple of years ago, and I want to thank you for being a huge inspiration 
to your fellow diabetics because when we saw you up there on the big screen, we both noticed that you were wearing the little arm sensor on your arm when you were performing, and we looked at each other and said, hey, he's wearing the same sensor that I'm wearing. So that was very good, and thank you, like I said, for being an inspiration to diabetics everywhere that we can get out and do things. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to thank you for your for your kind words. And you know what's crazy? I, I was looking up. I'm not making this up. First of all, that to be out on the stadium tour with Leopard and Motley and Joan and Classless Act. But as us diabetics, we we got to stick together because we I've had it since I've been six years old. I do still do the five injections a day with the the Humalog and the Lantus for the long acting and the, and the fast acting to cover the meals. But for us to be up there and be able to rock, and as a rocker, we, we go out there. And I chose at six years old when I was diagnosed um, that I, I wanted to go out there and rock the world. I didn't want to be a victim. I wanted to be victorious. And it, it takes a lot to go out there to keep them blood sugar levels right, uh, to walk right. out on that stage and and be able to rock the world, and I want to thank you for being there with us. We're we're in it to win it together, for real. We're in yeah. it to to show diabetics we can rock. Oh, absolutely, Brett. Yeah, I'm a walker too, so that's great to, to hear you're doing the same type of stuff. And uh, seeing you be so successful at it uh, inspires me. Um, hey, my question for you, real quick, before I let you go, um, was this: just wondering, talking about the stadium tour and party gras. Um, once this current cycle of party gras touring is done, do you foresee uh, possibly taking poison out again with another two or three or four big acts like that on a stadium run? One, one million percent. I was grateful to be out there again. Uh, you know, like I said, with Motley and Leopard and to be out there with Joan, I 1000% see that. I mean, again, I wouldn't be doing any of this without uh, being out there with CC and Bobby and Ricky, but with the Brett Michaels band and that feeling I get having Pete Epic out there with me and, and Dean, the machine and Norman and Mary and Rob and all of us, we, we all carry that same feeling. I think in 2025, 2026, one, one million percent, uh, you know, we're going to bring all the poison greatest hits reunion and make it part of what Party Grawl is. We'll make it the Poison Reunion Party Grawl and bring a lot of great bands and just just without a doubt unleash all those Poison Greatest Hits. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, speaking of Poison, since Brian brings that up, I'm thinking that what what year was the first record? Was it 86? Here, are you ready for this? So... Poison with with Cece and and Bobby and Ricky myself. That was truthfully a lot of years um, uh, again. But the real first independent record recording of Cat Dragon that was without a doubt May. Are you ready for this? May of eighty six. So my point with that would be that you guys are coming up on a pretty landmark anniversary of forty years since the the first record so it would be cool to uh you know to do some sort of 40th anniversary deal or or something like that and do, is there um when you got do you recall like when you made the first record when you made cat dragged in is there did you did you record more stuff like if if there was a hypothetical 
40th anniversary reissue, is there material or is what what's on the record all you guys recorded back then? Oh, no, we recorded a lot of stuff. You got to remember uh, when we did that, we were down at the Music Grinder Studios on Melrose. We put our money together, right? Um, and it was an independent record. You got to remember right. our first record was independent. We just happened to go out there we did a lot of great music and that's what we're going to bring back i mean not only again just the hits but we've got a lot of material and that energy is still the same with with cc and ricky and bobby myself we're bringing back in the next couple years i i we want to say reunion but that energy on the stadium tour we're bringing everything we've got. We're going to bring a party and play all those hits. And then, you know, I mean, remember doing songs like Back to the Rockin' Horse, Look But You Can't Touch, mixed in there with Talk Dirty to Me, I Won't Forget You, Cry Tough. It, there's just mixed in with the, you know, the Talk Dirty to Me's and Unskinny Bops, nothing but a good time. It's the same feel that I have with the Brett Michaels Band, it's no different for me with Poison and bringing all those greatest hits and to go out there and be able to do that. We'll just make it a Poison party girl. Um, a lot of people that I see calling, we're only going to take a couple calls here. I don't want to hold you too long, Brett, but a lot of the people I see calling are all calling to ask about shows for Party Gras in their city, wherever they're listening. So bottom line is when they're announced, they'll be on brettmichaels.com. Right now it's just the six shows, but if more are, are added with this, just look at Brett's website because uh, as of now, I'm sure you'd like to go to all the cities, but you just don't know right now, right? Well, I want to do, we are out there doing all the cities just in different forms. Right. So it's a bunch of different artists, different, different forms joining me on stage and again, uh, you know, having Mark McGrath, he'll be back out with me. We're going to have Steve from Journey. You've got all the lineup that's happening right now. And then we're going to continue to do this. And it's going to be it's going to be absolutely incredible. I promise. Oh, so you're so you're going to rotate some of the guys you used last year back in possibly this year also. Yeah, and we've already done that. I mean, you think about that, uh, you know, and again, I wanted to say to everyone, great questions. And uh, again, you think of all the different people. We got Josie from Saliva coming out. You know, you've got, I mean, I'm. you think I'm crazy, but Brian uh, doesn't know it yet, but he's coming out from ACDC, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. And I think he well, you need to get it. You I'm need to play crazy. a date in Sarasota for that to happen, because that's where he lives. So oh, get a date in Sarasota. Sarasota, cheap trick, you know, Robin. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page has joined me years ago, <laughs> and we rocked it. Uh, yeah, that's what this is it's about friends it's about people coming out that i i love and admire and i hope they'll take a moment to come out with me and just and me with them again i walked out on that stage with a lot of people i love i'm hoping vince will come out there you know i'm just saying a little phil coming out there bringing bringing a little leopard uh you know i'm just throwing it out there this is about right. the fans, the bands, and the music. I, I never, there's never a moment that I'm not still excited to go out there. And with me, you know it. Uh, it's a full disclosure that we are playing 
full on live music. Oh yeah, and absolutely. At, at any at any point, I just invite them to come out and join me on stage and have a great time. Here's Frank in Reading, Pennsylvania. He wants to get on real quick with Brett. Go ahead, Frank. Hi, Brett. How are you? Frank, first of all, from Reading, Pennsylvania, as a central Pennsylvanian, uh, you know, I just want to say it is great to hear your voice. And you just know this. We're going to be rocking this summer. We were in Grantville oh, uh, out there. I just and wanna, it was awesome. I just want to let you know, I went to see you and Motley Crew, and I couldn't figure out who was better. But at the end of the night, I wish you would have played more longer. I wish I wish we could unleash and play. I know when we were out there, we were there at Hershey Stadium. And I got to tell you something, with Def Leppard and Motley, they gave us an hour to play on that stage. And I was honored to do it. And we went out there and it rocked. Could you imagine? I'm just saying for years and years, Vince and I have done some great shows together and Motley Crue have done some great shows together. But again, that would be incredible. I'm not going to either confirm nor deny when we come to Pennsylvania, we got to maybe get some of a uh, little Vince Neal uh, coming up on the stage, doing some Motley, mix it in with some poison. That would be that would be in kick ass. And I had a choice between to go see you two or Journey and Night Ranger. My wife said you can't go to both of them. You can only go to one. And I chose Motley and Poison. <laughs> well, I love you for that. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring you on me, on me. I'm bringing you out this year to the party girl and we're playing both in, in Grantville at the big outdoor amphitheater there and Hershey. Uh, we're going to be again in Pittsburgh. So you and the missus, I'm just telling you right now, it's on me as a Pennsylvanian, <laughs> as a Pennsylvanian, it's on me and Eddie. We're just going to charge Eddie. We're going to give, I'm going to send Eddie the bill. And and you're coming out and going to be on stage with me, with you and your family. Yeah. I'll send you money via PayPal. We'll get that done. <laughs> it's happening. That way you can go see a lot of great shows this year, but you're going to see the Brett Michaels Party Grawl, and uh, it's going to be for real as it gets on me. Here's, uh, here's Monica in Phoenix. Go ahead, Monica. Oh, my God. Hi, Brett. Um, first of all, I think you were the – no, I don't want to say it, but I loved you on uh, The Mass Singer because I knew immediately it was you. But I've been watching you on social media, and Eddie talked about the tour dates, and I've been waiting for you to come out to Phoenix because I know you have a Scottsdale home, and I know oh, you said more dates are coming. But please, when you negotiate or however it works, please, Brett, don't make the show in the summertime, please. We, we are not. <laughs> we love Phoenix. I love you. We're coming there. You know it's the real deal. I love my Arizona. I, I know Eddie loves his Vegas, and we are coming there. I know we got shows in Tucson. Um, I know they're all going to be announced, uh, you know, and we're – I love Scottsdale, so we're going to make it incredible. Just keep watching, and we are about to – I promise you we're going to rock the world I'm always, always loving my my Phoenix, my Arizona. We're going to be there, and it's going to be incredible. 
One or two more quick calls. Uh, Cormac in San Francisco. Go ahead and uh, put him on, Joel. Let's uh, let him say hi to Brett real quick. Go ahead, Cormac. You're on the air hey, with Brett. Hey, hey, Eddie. Hey, Brett. How's it going? I'm doing awesome, Cormac. And I wanted to say I know we're doing some dates uh, in March. Uh, I, I know it's going to be incredible. And, again, this lineup in many different forms. We're doing my big birthday party uh in in las vegas this year then we're going to be in lincoln california uh and that's going to rock and just go ahead throw throw me a throw me a great question incredible well i wanted to thank you one of the first shows me and my friends ever saw was the native tongue tour in dublin i think it was 1993 and uh, it was the tivoli theater so we, we took the day off school and when i say that means we just didn't go to school so we, we showed up in our school uniforms <laughs> You you pulled Absolutely. up in, Yeah, you you pulled up in the minivan, you came out, there must have been maybe twelve of us there, bunch of guys, bunch of girls. You were so cool. You took photographs, you gave us autographs, and then you brought us all inside to watch the sound check with you and it was the coolest thing anyone has ever done. And I loved you before that and to this day I've followed you and you've just been so cool ever since and just so positive. No cynicism and just a pleasure to, to hear talking at the sea today. So just thank you for being so cool uh, over all these years and especially for that day in Dublin. You are very welcome. And I just want to say this to you. I remember that day. I'm not kidding. No you. Tongue tour. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. I remember that. I remember rocking that theater. I remember being at, in being there. I remember being there on the Native Tongue Tour and thank you for being such an incredible fan. And we are going to make this happen. So, Eddie, I just want to say this. Um, I just want to say let's make sure that we get information and that I take care of you on this on this upcoming uh, this upcoming 2024 and uh, and bring you out on the road and come to one of these shows, and it'll be on me. So wait a minute. I got something here to tie in. So Cormac, I actually know Cormac because he's a longtime listener. Cormac Cormac is a longtime listener, but Cormac, every year uh, I see him because he goes to an event that I'm a host at called The Sands in Cancun. And I just saw that you, Brett Michaels, have been added to that lineup in November. So, Cormac, are you going to the Sands again this year? I am definitely going, yeah, absolutely. And we got a reunion. Cormac, me, Brilliant. Brett, <laughs> in Cancun. It's a date in November. That's happening. That's happening. And in November and any time this summer with us on this call, and you just let me know, and you're not only going to come to the show, but we're going to bring you on stage with me and Eddie and some of your friends and family. <laughs> I don't know I'm going to be there. What do you mean with me and Eddie? I don't know. Where am, where am I going on tour with you? i got to work. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, please. You're not, You're up there drinking and rocking. You oh, know, yeah. You know I am being as real as it gets. You will be on stage with us. <laughs> We're going to get you up there on the microphone. Uh, we're going to, if we can manage, manage to get Eddie, uh, manage to get Eddie at, at any point up on that stage rocking and singing with us as usual. 
uh, on the party, Brett Michaels party grawl. But Cormick. Wait, I got a job. Brett, hold on. I got the perfect job for Cormick if he wants to go on the road with you. He can be the guy Uh that puts the coconut scent in the mist. It's done. Sign me up. Sign me up. It's happening. (laughs) It's going to happen. Cormick, get ready. my year. (laughs) We're going to make it happen. There you go. Right. Cormac, I just got you a gig. I got to run, man. Thank you, buddy. I'll see you soon. Uh, it's just too funny. You got it. Hey, last Cormac. one, last one. And then we'll, uh, we'll let, we'll let you wrap up. Uh, I'll wrap up with you. Let you go. Uh, Dave in Detroit. Go ahead. And uh, Joel put Dave on for a minute. Final call for Brett. Go ahead, Dave. Eddie, I'm going to tell you right now, Brett is not giving you any lines or runarounds here. I was at the Detroit show last year with my girlfriend. I'm not going to say, I don't want to say too much here, but he took a, a few too many hugs, I think, from her. But <laughs> I also say, uh, uh, he told me I was the rock star. I said, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But we did the meet and greet. We did the onstage event. It was the most electric night of my life. I can't thank you enough. The tour was amazing last year. And I just got to know, are, are you doing it again this year? Pine Knob. Yes. One million percent. One million percent. The answer is yes. I believe it is Friday. Friday. Yes. August yes, it is. 23rd. Pine Knob. And you're going to be on that stage with me. Do you remember <laughs> we were coming over to the side of the stage? We were singing with everybody. Rocking with everybody, and we kicked it off there last year. Go, go yes. with me on this. Absolutely, it was supposed to be Friday. It was supposed to yep. be Friday. Then Kid Rock was coming to town. We spoke. He's like Brett. I can only get in there on Friday, so we moved it to a Thursday and turned a Thursday mm-hmm. night last year into yep. a mega party. But this year it is a Friday night Pine Knob, mm-hmm. August. If I'm not crazy, I just want to double check this. Friday, August twenty third. And it was awesome last year, and we're just going to take that up a notch. And you're going to be up there singing with me on that stage. It was so incredible last year just to look out and see the the, just all the people living it, loving it, feeling the music. And uh, you you host the major bash every year, my friend. It's it's truly amazing. Well, that's about as good of a testimony as we can get. Thank you, Dave, for the call. Appreciate that, and 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 Dave. Dave touches on something that is, you know, I know you, you you touched on it too, Brett. It's something that you do want to do with this. You want that from the scent to the vibe to the music played before or after the bands. You want this to have that sort of feel, and it's clearly working because you're hearing it from from fans right there. Absolutely. And, and again, Eddie, I've told you this a million times, sincerely, even talking, us hanging out and talking, right after Rock Island to kick off with the party grawl this year. And just, I'm one of those guys, and I want to make sure you understand how grateful I am, the great comments, the fans having the time of their life. I put party grawl together as a fan. Last year, I spoke to Jack Blades. I called him on the phone. I said, do you want to come out and do this? He's like, hell yeah. Same thing this year. I called up D. Snyder. I called up Lou Graham, called up Chris Jansen, called up my buddy Don Felder and said, can we just go out? No egos, no attitudes. Last year in Pine Knob, 
I, I came out inside the stage. I was supposed to go take a little break, let Steve sing. I went and got my guitar and started playing along to all the Journey songs. Dave, everybody was over there jamming with me. The, the fans lit it up. We honored with zero politics, zero. One big family we honored. As a son of a veteran, we honored all of our men and women on that stage, our veterans yep. and their families. And we just, it's meant to be what rock and roll is a community a party and nothing but a damn good time. Yep. Uh, definitely. Uh, you definitely know how to, to, to bring that my friend. Well, listen, it was great talking to you and it was great remembering talking to you because when I saw you in Florida a few weeks ago at the end of the event, I don't remember everything that we talked about and you know why. <laughs> I do know why. Let's just say this. We were having nothing. Oh, you can say it. You can, couple, I'll say I don't a, care about saying it. You can say a couple it. edible, a couple very delicious edible moments may have been chunks of our life missing, but we I remember having a great time. Let me tell you that let me tell the audience real quickly because this is just go, ridiculous. Go. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, there's this great event, Rock Island. Brett headlined one of the days. I host that every year. And Brett, and Brett was on. People listening, you know, Brett was on with me the day before he played it. On, just, you know, just a few weeks ago. So, same deal. I, Brett's played it. Uh, you've played it two of the three years it's happened. And there's this little trailer backstage, right by the the ramp. And it's the trailer I use because I have to be there all four or five days. But you know, both times you said, "Can I use it?" And Pete asked. I said, "Of course." So. When you're there for the couple hours, you use the trailer. So the end of the day, I'm you're the last band on. So I'm out in the audience, and I think it was the last day of the whole event. And I am pretty much done with my quote-unquote work at this point. So about an hour, half hour into your set, and I rarely, rarely partake, but somebody came up to me, a good friend, so it was a trusted thing, and says, hey, you want you want an edible? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? You know, I'm going to pop this thing and just get loose a little bit. So I took it. Hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> so I'm walking to get a ride back to my hotel, and I'm walking right past this trailer, which is just on the other side of a fence, and a text comes in from you, Brett, and says, I hey, know. where are you? You said, where are you? Know, you still the here. Where are you at? <laughs> and I go, well, actually, I am right across from the trailer you said well come in real quick you were in the trailer so you were in there with pete and i walked in and uh i was like oh shit because this thing was just i do not do weed that often and this thing was hitting me like a sledgehammer so i'm like all right so i go in the trailer and i i stood there and i talked to you to you both for like 40 minutes and i've had rough a vague idea of what we were saying but then when the fog cleared a few hours later, I actually sent you and Pete a text and said, hey, guys, great seeing you. I hope I didn't say anything stupid, but I was on an edible and I have no idea what we talked about. <laughs> you? I looked at Pete. I'm not making this up. I go, he's got a wake and bake glaze going on as I make the <laughs> cake occasionally, right? So I knew right. exactly what was happening. I'm like, he. I think he's got a little bit of wake and bake glaze going on right now. And uh, we started laughing so hard because I go, Pete, I go, where the hell's Eddie at? 
I forgot he was up there rocking, having a time, and then he was just, he floated into outer space. Go grab him wherever he's at. There was a time, Brad, I do remember this. That trailer was on bricks and stationary, and there was uh-huh. a time that I actually stammered, like I like somebody punched me. I do remember taking a step. I mean, like, I thought we lost you at the end. I go, well, that's the end of Eddie. I thought you missed that step on the way out. I go, well, there goes Eddie. And I felt so weird because after I literally had to text Pete and Brett the next day. And and just because I'm thinking it was bothering me because I'm like, wait a minute. I don't I hope I didn't say something stupid or whatever. And uh, Brett, I remember what you responded on the text. You just wrote, no, you just seemed very relaxed. I go, no, not at all. LOL. You seem very relaxed. I go, Pete, I think he's uh I think he's got a good glaze going on right now. He's having a good time. So when you hit me up in the middle of talking and then you just drifted on me. I go, he drifted out right in the middle of it. So when you hit me up to do this the other day, you said, Let's talk about party gras and edibles. So we just did. We it was it was unreal. Get your party gras tickets and your edibles in states where it's legal and go have a party with Brett and the band and uh, you won't regret it. BrettMichaels.com for more information. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, Be healthy, be well, and uh, beyond the dates we talked about, Brett has a bunch of other shows as well. So again, you'll find them all listed on his website. And I'm glad you're on that gig in Cancun in November. That's a lot of fun and uh, great environment. So I look forward to seeing you at the Sands as well later in the year. But I'll see you well before that. And uh, keep us posted on what's happening. Always, man. Thank you. And I need to end with this. Just thank you for being awesome. And all, I want to say our family, the listeners on here for just being, uh, regardless of the genres you like and what it may be, I just say thanks for everyone being on this awesome journey. It's a great music community and the world needs it right now. So much love to you and the family. And I will talk to you soon, my friend. Well, thanks to Brett. We even got a chance to put some callers in there. Again, uh, everything you hear on the podcast originated on my radio show live, so that's where the calls came from. Good stuff there, and uh, a lot of fun, as always, with Brett, edibles or not. All right, promised you some Lou Graham. Lou called in right around the same time as Brett Michaels to talk about Foreigner's nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely absurd That foreigner's not there already, but they finally showed up on a ballot. So that is a good sign, and hopefully they make it in. And Lou also talks about working with Brett Michaels in the conversation you're about to hear. So let's roll it right now. Lou, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How about yourself, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, I thought about uh, you immediately because a couple years ago, you and I were in Cancun and we were at that event, The Sands, and you were nice enough to sit in with me and do a good hour on the air. And we got into all sorts of stuff. And I went, you know, I started going off about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What a travesty. And at that time, you told me and the audience on the air a couple of years ago that it would never happen because of basically some sort of vendetta against Foreigner at the time. Um, tell me how you think it happened now that you finally got on a ballot. Well, uh, um, I, I think the person that had the vendetta is no longer associated with the Hall of Fame, and and, and uh, there's some people with with real rock sensibilities now 
running the show, and 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 they know very well that that we belong there, and they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Now I know the person that runs the nomination board. He's an old old friend of mine. I just had dinner with them not very long ago at all and actually foreigner the current band's manager phil carson actually by name named him in the press release his name is rick Krim, and uh i rick is a friend forever and i i actually saw rick recently in la along with tom morello who is also a friend who's on the nomination board and i said to them right at that dinner i go guys you got to get foreigner on the ballot so are you referring to the fact that yeah, there's been some change there. John Landau, who was running the nominations, is out. Jan Wenner was booted out. Is that all fed into didn't, this, you think? He, didn't Jan Wenner run the whole thing? I think he had a big voice in it, but I don't, there's conflicting reports about how much he had as far as influence, but I would say he probably did. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And was that, the, rate, uh, that was it, the blocking it, it, point for you in your mind? Yes, I think that that when Jan was finally removed from his position, uh, the 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 dark clouds started thinning out a little bit, and uh, and, and somebody saw something in a different light and and uh, put us on on up for nomination this year. How did you hear the news, Lou? Did somebody call you, or did you just read it in the press? Did they give you a heads up? Um, I got a call from Phil Carson, uh, Foreigner's manager, and, uh, and he told me the good news. And what were your thoughts when you heard it? I mean, was, was, you, got, was you being snubbed all these years for even consideration? Did it bother you like it did the fans, or were you kind of always indifferent about it? No, I was bothered greatly by it, and... and um, uh, I, I I had very strange, mixed feelings uh, uh, about the fact that we were nominated. And uh, how I'm, so? Uh, well, I'm happy about it now, but but all all the stuff that went down for for years while 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 our uh, uh, rock compatriots uh, uh, from 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 our era. Uh, we're, we're getting in the, the hall left, right, and center, and and, and we, I don't even, I don't know if we, if we were even nominated once or maybe once, but 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 uh, I mean decades went by and there there was no word about us, and, and it just seemed that uh, obviously our credentials warrant the nomination, and it just seemed something was strangely wrong, and I got the sickening feeling that it was personal well yeah you and you said as much as that on the air with me a couple years ago when when we talked about this and i know it's probably frustrating for you and the other band members because again you don't control it it's not your you can't make it happen and you hear from people like me and many others that are upset about it but there's nothing you can do about it and and even now it's it's uh I think there's a lot of confusion when these nominations come out because some fans assume that means you're in, and obviously it doesn't. There have been many many people that have been on a ballot for five, six times and still didn't get in. I truly hope that's not the case, but, you know, let's hope they do the right thing and put you guys in because it's so overdue. Yes. We'll we'll see what happens, but but, uh, I'm 
pleased to be on the ballot. And, you know, I found out something. I know there's a there's a board of directors that that their their votes have a lot of weight. There's I also heard that there was a half a dozen or more important music people whose votes have a lot of weight. And then the the millions and millions of fans uh, who 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 want to see their favorite bands uh, uh, inducted, they're 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 all all the 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 ballots that they write in to 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 hopefully vote their fans in, all of them count as one vote. Yes, the fan vote is very, very, unfortunately, in the big picture, does not have much weight at all. And and that's sad. It's like a token, which is very insulting, I think. Yeah, I mean, the way, and I, Lou, I am a voter. I actually have a full vote, and I actually do my vote with my audience on the air because we, of course, vote for all the rock bands because it's it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, we feel that's important. Um, And needless to say... a real vote. You're not part part of the masses, are you? No, no. I've got a real vote. I've, I'm on the voting committee, so I will get the ballot right. sent to me with all 15 nominations, and I will be able to pick five from that. And I have the three or four that I'm like, they're automatic. I'm picking these three, which of course Foreigner will be one. Um, and then I leave it to my audience. They'll call in because because it's it's interesting you bring this up because yes the fan vote is so not uh, really significant but me doing it on the air and letting my audience have a say that's actually more weighted than the fan vote because I'm giving them two or three real votes. You've got that right. Yeah, so it's it's important it's important for everybody to be engaged to try to make the right thing happen with this. But yes. I always thought the fan voting should be way, way more weighted, and it could explain why some of these bands haven't gotten in. Hang on, Eddie. i got to quiet my dog down for a second. Hang on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. We're talking with Lou Graham, Foreigner, of course, uh, finally on a ballot. I don't think they've ever been on a ballot before, even considered. So finally that's changed for whatever reason. However, and uh, let's hope the right thing happens for these guys and – the fellow voters do the right thing when the ballots hit the mail, which will probably be in the next couple of weeks. Are you back, Lou? It's pretty exciting. Yes, I'm back. It, it, it's pretty exciting, though. Uh, uh, you, you know, to, to have never been a part of it has has been very frustrating. And and you know, while I still have mixed feelings about a lot of things, uh, to to be part of this process is is exciting. Have you heard from Mick or any of the other guys that are nominated with you? No. So you guys haven't had any any dialogue about it at all? Not at all. Isn't that something? Do you do you have any sort of ongoing dialogue with Mick ever, or is it just as needed? The last time Mick and I talked was the night we were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Wow, that's a few years ago, right? That was 2000, I think 12 or 2013. Oh my gosh. Did anything go down or is that just how you guys are you guys are that distant these days? 
I mean, uh, I I felt that I was very friendly towards him, and and, and he was so so towards me, and and I wasn't surprised after that that evening was over that that uh, I didn't hear from him. I I just I didn't I didn't expect to. Didn't you make any guest appearances with the band since then, or no? Not at all. Uh, all the other guys from the original band that that are left have made numerous guest appearances, but I haven't made one. I thought you went out there and did a couple songs at one point. I'm, I thought that I had read that around the anniversary or something. No. Uh, um, Phil asked me to come to... Uh, um, to the big outdoor venue in in Buffalo, and um, I had heard that Dennis and Rick were were performing with them on a semi regular basis, and I I just couldn't see my way clear to to make make an appearance out there, and and that's the last I heard from anybody. Lou, one of the other things when an artist is nominated and then hopefully actually inducted into the hall of fame that there's a lot of debate among with fans and sometimes the band itself is who, because the hall of fame picks who they are going to nominate and induct in terms of band members. The, the, the bands do not, the hall of fame does. Now, sometimes that can be manipulated, but it's basically the hall of fame that makes that call as to which members they include were you happy with the the band members that they decided to include or did you feel others should have been included that weren't i i haven't been notified as to even if i'm included or not uh, oh, you are <laughs> just said the band the band was nominated and i said which band he says the original band so right i'm i'm, I'm thinking that includes me but, but the, yes. the way you're putting the way you're putting it sounds like they they do it individually whether you're part of a new band or an old band. Well, it's it it can get a little uh, strange because sometimes they include who they do or don't include in terms of members from later lineups and all of that. So it, that can get wonky and it can cause some issues. But I I feel like with you guys they they kind of got it right. Um, they did not include anybody from the current active band. And as I said yesterday, although there's some talented people there, no doubt uh, those people had nothing to do with the, 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 the music that they're playing. So they didn't include anyone from the current foreigner. I'll tell you right now, I'll read it to you because I have it right in front of me. Here are the members that they are nominating. Uh, Dennis Elliott, Ed Gagliardi, yourself, Al Greenwood, Mick Jones, Ian McDonald, Rick Wills. Those are the people being honored. Uh, uh, Ed Gagliardi, though, too, right? Yep, he's there. Okay. That's good. So that works for you. There's nobody you felt that they left out, that they should have, should or shouldn't no. have included? Oh, no, no. I think that, that, that's, that's the original lineup plus Rick after, after Ed left the band. Right. Yeah. Those are the guys that made the classic records that everybody hears on the radio every day and the music that the current version of the band obviously tours on and plays live. So 
Well, did you get a lot of calls from your family and friends and stuff about this excited, or uh, how's it been the last couple of days? I've gotten a lot of calls. The phones rang off the hook, and uh, everybody's elated. And, and first thing out of their mouth was not, hi, Lou. It, it was, I thought this would never happen. <laughs> yeah, probably people didn't expect this to happen, but I'm just glad that finally the light has come on over there. And and the last thing on the Hall of Fame, and again, you know, it's hard to talk about this. It's always awkward on the nomination stuff because, again, you're not in yet. So let's hope we go the, the whole way here. And in a few months, we're talking about you actually being in. But um, you just said you hadn't talked to Mick in about 10 years, it sounds like. I don't know how his health is these days. But I know you're doing great because I just saw you sing. If this if this happens and you do get inducted, I assume you'd be okay going up with Mick and the surviving members who are inducted and performing? Yes. Okay, because there's I, always a lot of controversy no about that too. I, I don't, don't know what, what the, the vibe would be with Mick. Because the funny thing is, when I left the band in 2003, we hadn't communicated at all until that Songwriters Hall of Fame. And, and so, so that was almost 10 years. And then after the Songwriters Hall of Fame, we haven't communicated until now, if we, if we make it in. And uh, I'll be anxious to see if, if, if he's willing to communicate then. Well... Step by step, I guess, is all you can do, and uh, we'll see where things land when the ballots hit. But again, I'd be, uh, you have my word that I will be checking off Foreigner without a doubt when I get my ballot, and I hope others do the same. And hopefully the fans will kick in. And as, as unfortunately insignificant as that fan voting really is, it still doesn't hurt. So everybody should get involved, and uh, hopefully Lou and Mick and the rest of the guys uh, finally get where they should have been a long time ago inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lou, I know you've got um, busy stuff going on. I mean, I just saw you in Florida singing with Brett and six more dates Brett announced yesterday on this party gras that he's doing that you are on doing the same thing, coming out with his band and doing some songs. Um, how's that experience been for you working with him? It's been fantastic. He, he's, a, he's a great guy, a uh, 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 fun guy to hang around with, a uh, 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 straight shooter and, and his band is very good and, and uh, we have a lot of fun performing and uh, that's that's about all you could ask for you know and uh, uh, I, I, I like him I, I I never knew that much about him other than than his 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 uh, songs in, in in the band and stuff like that but he's a, he's a he's a real good guy uh, I've known him for decades he's a great guy and he's like you said a straight shooter and a hustler and in a good way, and, uh, you know, really puts a lot of hard work into what he does. And I imagine, you know, for you, I know Dee Snyder is doing it as well, where you guys both come out, do some songs with his band. At this point in your life, that's probably a pretty uh, appealing thing, right? To not have to go out there and carry a full band and all the gear and everything and just come out and sing some songs with his group? It's it's fun, and if there's another vocalist or two involved, I really enjoy that too. I mean, those are things that you think about while you're in in the the prime of your career, but usually they never happen. But you know what? Now now 
it seems like I'm able to to do more things with with more people, and 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 I'm having a ball. How are you feeling these days physically? How's your health? My health is wonderful. Thanks for asking. And you, and you I feel good about your. What's that? I said I'm continuing to slim down, and and uh, uh, my voice is in is in great shape. My 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 vitals are are right where they should be, and and uh, I've been feeling good. Well, that's great, and I mean, I could say, I, having just seen you recently, I can attest to that. That's uh, that's great to hear. And what do you have uh, beyond these six dates with Brett that are announced so far? Uh, what else do you have going? Uh, because we had talked last time. You said you were working on uh, some new music, and that you were going to go out and do some of your own shows with your own band. Is all of that still in play? Yes, we we have been doing doing our own thing. It's uh, Lou Graham All Stars. And we've we've been doing a, a num- number of shows. We've got a, we've actually have a, have a busy schedule ahead of us for this year, and and, uh, and I think um, mid summer or late summer we we we'll have a single out and a, an album release shortly thereafter. So the record, the new music you've made is done. It's it's done. We're we're working on the last couple songs for for the uh, a final mix. Then we'll get them mastered and do our artwork, and then we're done. Well, we look forward to that, Lou, and uh, let's hope, again, uh, my fellow voters do the right thing, and now that the Hall of Fame's finally gotten you on a ballot, let's hope uh, they bring it home, and I'll certainly do my part, and anything else I can do to help, I'm happy to do, because this is so, so overdue. You know, I don't know if you saw, but they finally put Frampton on, who was another guy that I lost my mind over who had been snubbed. They actually had Frampton go out there and back up Cheryl Crow, who got inducted when Frampton was never on a ballot either. And finally he's on and I'm really pulling for him as well. That's super overdue. I I didn't see that. How was he when he backed up Cheryl Crow? Was it cool? Yeah, but you know, he's like, like a lot of us as they, as, as we all get older, you know, some health concerns there, you know, he's, he's got to stop touring soon because he's got a, a problem that's uh you know disease or whatever that's causing him some issues so he had to sit when he played with her but he still plays brilliantly and still sings brilliantly so um again he's a guy that you would be stunned like foreigner to say wait they're not in the hall of fame uh, so so you know it's crazy so there's two in my opinion on this ballot there's two massive snubs in the world of rock with you you guys and and Frampton, and and hopefully uh, you'll both be up there when this happens. You, you know, I've got to think that 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 when these things happen, when people who should be in don't get in, it's got to be something besides talent. It's got to be something personal going on someplace. Well, I don't. You know, I think what it comes down to is is really the Hall of Fame has to look at who makes up their voting panel because it's roughly about a thousand people that have a vote now and make this call. And, uh, you know, you just don't know who's on there that is really not all that in tune anymore. Or I I don't know. It's hard to say, but um, it's one of the reasons why I was lucky enough to become a voter. It was actually Tom Morello, who's on the nominating committee who about 15 years ago got me in as a voter, which I was shocked at and to their credit, they they did add me to the voting panel because obviously I've been super critical of them. But I give them credit for at least you know giving me a shot to at least have a voice in it. And uh, 
there has been improvement there in recent years. 15 years? I'd say I've been a voter somewhere between 10 and 15 years. I don't remember the exact time I started. And, and the makeup of, of, of the, pan, the panel that, that, that either brings groups in or not, uh, is, is it former musicians? Is, is it uh, uh, newspaper magazine critics? What's, what's the type of person that makes up the panel? The panel that nominates? That, that, that votes. Or votes. The bands in. Okay, yeah, because there's two separate things. The nomination committee, which is like 20 people, and they're the ones that make the ballot. And now that ballot goes to the voting panel, which I'm one of, and about a thousand other people. And what? who makes that up? It's a mix of people. It's people in radio. It's people in the music industry at various levels. It's managers. It's also... And this is important, Lou. It, if you get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then you become a voter. So the people who have recently been inducted, whether it's Cheap Trick, Rush, Kiss, Deep Purple, Alice Cooper, of those rock acts, all of those members that were inducted, they actually now also vote. So that might help your cause a little bit as well. Bands you've toured with in the past that are in there will check you off. We did a lot of shows with Cheap Trick back in the day, and that was a ball. Um, hopefully Rick and Robin and those guys, when they get their ballot, check off Farner. I'm sure they will. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah. Well, this is all a, a, a very strange and exciting experience for me. You know, it's funny. I find that out uh, so many times when rock acts go in that they will actually call into my show or contact me to ask me how it all works because they don't really know. <laughs> you kind of learn as you go, right? It's not made public, really. You know, they, they, they don't, they're not very forthcoming on how things work. Yeah. Maybe they just yeah. don't want people to know how it works. Well, yeah. Yeah, because also there's something else here, Lou. There's a whole other thing where if you go to the voters, like you're on the ballot and the voters don't vote you in, then they can still put you in anyway and make up a special category and walk you in past the voters. Like Jeez. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example on that. Judas Priest was on the ballot about three times. The voters I voted for him, but the voters didn't vote them in. So when they were inducted last year, they made up a special category and they just put them in because they were never going to get the votes from the voters for whatever reason. So there are some backdoor ways you can get in this thing too. Like what was the category out of curiosity? It was like um, history. They just, it's just names like history of musical excellence or something like that. Randy Rhodes, Ozzy's guitar player got in that way too. Right. Okay. Very cool. So you circumvent the voters if they really want to put you in and the voting panel doesn't do it. There is still a way you can get in there. So um, hopefully it won't come to that, but there are other ways you can do it. Okay, that's all really interesting to me. I, I really was totally in the dark on, on how the system worked. Yeah, no, that's how it works. As a matter of fact, uh, Randy Rhodes got in under this musical excellence category. He never even was on the ballot. So... There are ways, but let's hope you guys just get the votes. That would be the right thing to do. So I'll keep so you posted on what I hear. He got in after he passed away, right? Who's that? Randy Rhodes. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he was inducted like three years ago. And one of the reasons for it is Tom Morello is a massive Randy Rhodes fan. It was his biggest influence. So he made sure that, you know, that that Randy got in and he knew that Randy wasn't going to get the votes. So they made up this or they had this category, musical excellence or whatever, and just walked him in, you know, that way. You know, uh, Foreigner was playing with Ozzy uh, uh, at, a, at an outdoor show the day that uh, uh, Randy didn't show up for the, for the show, and we found out that he passed away. Is that right? You guys were on uh, the next date, basically? We, we were at the show set up, and Ozzy was set up, and, and they were waiting for him, not knowing where he was. Wow. And of course, that t- at that time, Ozzy was so loaded that there would be times he just wouldn't show. You'd probably just think he was hung over or lost somewhere. <laughs> right. But, but, but uh, 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 I mean, it, it turned out very tragically for, for, for Randy. But, but I, I think they immediately got a, 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 I don't know if it was a roadie or, or a friend who knew the material to, to come and sit in, you know? Did you did you guys play anyway that night? Yes, we did. Well, they played. You did. Uh, uh, Ozzy played too, but but with with a substitute guitar player. Right, which was probably Bernie Torme, if I remember. Oh, it could it could have been. I don't, I, I don't yeah. remember that. But he was a good guitar yeah. player, and they they finished the show, and and they had they had like a, uh, 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 which is weird for us, but they had a prayer after for for Randy. Right. Right. Well, listen, Lou, it's always great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this, and I hope the right thing happens, and we'll keep an eye on it. And, uh, you know, I'll help you guys any way I can. I appreciate your, your input and, and your information about all this. I, I've, I've always wondered how, what the process was, and, and now I feel more educated on it. Yeah, you know, you're not the only one. There's a lot of artists. You'd be shocked at how many artists go through this that I've talked to, and they ask me the questions, and I try to help them as best I can. So we'll see what happens. I'm here if you need me, and um, uh, hopefully uh, we'll be talking about you being inducted uh, in the next few months, and we'll uh, keep an eye on your dates and all that sort of good stuff as well. Great. Let's make sure we talk afterwards if the news is good, huh? Yeah, for sure. Okay, my friend. Take care, Lou. You too now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, let's hope, let's hope Foreigner is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and gets voted in, which they so richly deserve. It is amazing they're finally on a ballot. So let's hope it goes the whole way and they actually do get in. My thanks to Lou Graham. Appreciate him checking in. Now, by the way, I know if you are a hardcore fan, there were some things in that interview that Lou said that I had later gotten emails about that were not entirely accurate, including the story about Ozzy performing at that show with Foreigner. Uh, we had more than one person call in and email me and tell me that Ozzy actually did not play. So Lou was a bit confused there, probably remembered that Ozzy was supposed to play, but didn't remember that, in fact, they didn't because Randy Rhodes had just died. Uh, also, some people saying that Lou had done some stuff with Mick Jones and Lou said he hadn't talked to him in about 10 years in the interview that you just heard. So, again, these guys are all getting up there a little bit. Sometimes their memory isn't what it once was. And, uh, you know, I did hear from people, but, you know, that was Lou's take and Lou's memories of it. But maybe a few things there that had to be adjusted. But regardless, 
Thanks to Lou Graham. Guy's been through a lot. He's had a lot of health concerns, but let's hope he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you'll see him out there doing some shows with Brett Michaels. Just six dates right now, but they may add more. So keep an eye open on that. Okay, thanks to Brett. Thanks to Lou. Thanks to you for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode. Be sure to subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you then. And be sure to catch me on the radio each and every day. Trunk Nation, Sirius XM, Channel 103, live daily, 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, live or on demand anytime on the Sirius XM app. Have a good one.